0: You're listening to Theological sidebars, where I, your host, will take you through a beautiful discussion of things that are interesting, that come from the biblical text and the crazy world around us. Buckle your seatbelt. Here we go. Hit that subscribe button. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, I think that's about it. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Glad you could hang out with us for another Theological Sidebars. It is... Tuesday when this is dropping and it may not be Tuesday for you so that's okay but whatever day it is to you hope that's a happy one for you sitting here with a little bit of some coffee and uh, just wanting to think through a passage that uh, you know we were talking about on Sunday so here's the deal going through Matthew chapter 9. And I don't know about you, but there is this kind of interesting time in the story where uh, there are these uh, blind men who uh, begin to follow Jesus. They obviously want to be healed. And so you read the story goes like this. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. And when he entered the house, the blind men approached him and said, do you believe that I can do this? Now, this is already interesting. So they know he's Messiah. You're using, calling out son of David. That should be in a whole nother video at some point. Um, And notice he doesn't deal with them on the street, right? He deals with them in the home. He waits for them to come in. So this is, obviously he wants to be a little more private about this than he has been with other things. Do you believe that I can do this? Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were open. Then Jesus warned them sternly, be sure that no one finds out. But they went out and spread the news about him throughout that whole area. Okay, so that's interesting story, right? Because you're kind of thinking, why doesn't Jesus want people to know? Uh, you know, and so look, I think there's probably two good reasons. I think that the theological reason is obvious that in their understanding of him being Messiah, um, there's limited they didn't quite grasp everything that he was going to be. And so they're spreading it now at this point early in this ministry is probably not the best thing. They're limited in what they know. They begin to talk. Most people are expecting simply a um, military leader. And so since he's not going to fit that bill uh, for them, uh, you know, then that's a problem. Now, I will say this look, uh, Messiah would be a military leader for the Christian. We recognize that happens in the second coming. If you read about Jesus in Revelation, he comes with a sword. Uh, and so that's, that's, that happens. He will rule with an iron fist. He will have uh, his, uh, his scepter that will rule, and he will crush the nations. That's what the, the Old Testament points us to, especially something like Psalm 2. Psalm 2 is great, too. The nations come against God, and God's like, I'll deal with you. I got one guy. He'll deal with the rest of y'all. Boom, done. Okay, now that being said, he does it quietly, brings them in, and, and that's kind of probably what it is. That's probably the main one. The other one is probably maybe more practical is, you know, Jesus needs a break, okay? And, you know, up to this point, it's getting pretty busy. He probably would like to have a break. Now, I think the sternly point, when it says he sternly warned them, like this is a serious thing. He, he is saying, like, don't tell anybody, now, granted, look, people are going to find out. You've gone from blind to seeing. People are going to find out. He's not, I don't think he's talking about organically people finding out about what's happened to them. I think he's talking about the Messiah piece. Okay. Now, here's what I think is interesting. This is the correlation that we, we thought about and we need to think about. Jesus tells these guys, don't tell people. And what do these men do? Which is instead they go out and they spread the news about him. That's what it says. They spread into the whole area. Um, they decided that their going out was going to be more important than obeying Jesus. And I, I think the, the point of what Matthew's trying to say in this passage is you need to approach Jesus in faith and in obedience. Okay, so they're going out. Is saying, thank you, but we've got a better plan. I mean, they probably have thought to themselves, dude, we're gonna make you famous, we're gonna make you rich, we're gonna finally be able to tell everybody, and and you're gonna have people coming out from, you know, let us do what we do, right? And I I don't know what that might look like for you, but have you ever decided that, you know, you knew better? And, you know, God has said this, but hey, do you understand if I do this? what this is going to mean. And I do think there's so many times, many times where we do stuff like that, right? Where we decide, I know you've said this, but I think I've got a better plan. I think I've got, if you'll just let me do this, uh, you know, these people get saved and all these things will happen. And and reality is, you know, we're lying to ourselves. You know, it doesn't matter how good our plan might be. When God has said something to disobey is never the better plan. Okay. Now that's that. They go in disobedience. Now I do want to think about this on the flip side. Because you can't read something like this and not think about how the end of the book of Matthew hits. Right? And I do want to show you the difference, right? So in the end of the book of Matthew, what happens? Jesus comes near to all of his disciples, said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go, therefore, make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them uh, to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So that is important, right? Because now at the end of the book, Jesus makes it very clear. Go, begin to tell everybody, teach them, baptize them, disciple them. I'm with you always. Now, I think it's interesting is when we read, the passage that we just read, though, the one in Matthew 9, it's clear to us, like, that's weird. How come those guys don't go? How come those guys go? And we kind of all can see it as a as a obvious um, disobedience, act of disobedience. But how many of us see in our own lives obvious disobedience when we don't go in response to the Great Commission? Because the, the book of the Great Commission, is uh, the end of, the, of, the, of Matthew with the Great Commission there is a call for all of us to go. And now you, you pick up in the book of Acts and you find out that they do. They go and, and they get spread out and they keep going and going. But the question I, I think all of us need to ask is, do we recognize in our own life whether we are obedient to this or not? It's easy with those guys. Jesus said, don't tell anybody, and they decide they're going to do it any, anyway. We can pinpoint that and say, okay, fine. Yeah, those guys, they got it wrong. They messed up. They should have known. How hard would it have been to just not? But then it comes to us, where the commands are given to us. And we are given, go, make disciples of all nations. And how many of us Go. Let's, let's, let's even go to the bottom. How many of us ever think about the need to go? How about that? Right? That's lowest common denominator, right? Like let's, how many of us is it even on the brain that I have a purpose that God has given me and a plan that he wants me to go through and to, to make disciples versus I do my life? I do the Christian things. I watch Christian movies sometimes. I only try to listen to Christian music. You know, I go to church. Um, you know, I like eating at Chick-fil-A. I shop at Hobby Lobby. I mean, God, what more do you want from me? I've, I'm doing the Christian life. And all that stuff is, is not what you're supposed to do, right? The, the, the point, you've been left here. You've not been sucked up to heaven yet because he's given you and I a job to do. And so how many of us actually think about that job? As I, I guess this is what has struck me is it's easy to see that these guys, their lives have been turned upside down because now they see and they don't and they, they completely disobey by going. And we have had our lives turned upside down by being saved, and now we don't go. But I don't think we recognize that. I don't think we've recognized the act of disobedience there and I think if we want to pray and ask God in faith to do things for us I think God will be faithful to help and to give but I think what Matthew's trying to show is that we should be coupling that faith with obedience and the question is Christian do we have an obedience that extends to the Great Commission or do we do all of our Christianese obedience but we neglect the greatest purpose and plan that he has for us which is making disciples So I want to ask, do you make disciples? Do you have a plan to make disciples? One of the things that we're trying to do here at our church is we're trying to begin to build that to where we are. We're thinking about it. We're doing it. We've got it. We're praying for opportunity. But we should be asking God to give us opportunities. Look for people to have people on a list that we are praying for and seeking opportunities with to come alongside to disciple whether there's somebody young in the faith or somebody who's not yet in the faith to come along and to disciple. So are you doing that? Because that's the commands that you were given, not do all the other stuff that we kind of make Christian life to be about. Do you do that? And is your church doing that? And that we've all got to do. And so my, my hope is if you listen to this today that you begin to think about, how can I do this? So um, I would highly recommend... Uh, looking at a uh, couple different places, if you're trying to look to get a start for how to do something like that, I would highly recommend um, resources like uh, the, the Rooftop Ministry or Rooftop Encounter, if that's a ministry run out of England by Dennis Pethers. Fascinating. I'll try to put the link in below. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I love Way of the Master. I like uh, uh, that ministry as well, so if you're interested in that, maybe a different style or way to be able to tell, but those are some good starting points for how do I do this. Um, how do I try? I think all of us have to. We need to. And it'll get easier as we do it. But we need to be doing We need to be doing it together. So, hey, I hope that's been helpful. Talk to you guys later. It's been real. Take care. See you next time. Bye-bye.